Welcome back to the Auto Fade Podcast. We got a special edition episode bright and early on this Saturday morning. We got a prop show for week eight. So how this is gonna work, we both came prepared for with three of our favorite props for this Sunday, this week in the NFL. Um, we're gonna pitch the other person. The other person will pick two out of the three. They're two favorite out of the other person's props, and then we will put our four favorite props into a parlay. We'll give it the odds at the end, um, but Stoney's going to lead us off with his first prop. Yeah, we're going to go to Washington here, and we're going to take – he's probably been the most consistent and best receiver in the NFL over the last five weeks. We're going to look at A.J. Brown and take his over – Receiving yards at 89.5. That's minus 114 right now on FanDuel. Looking at A.J. Brown, he's had 125 yards in five straight games, which is pretty incredible. And then in his first matchup versus Washington, he had nine catches for 175 yards. Washington struggles through the air. If there's a way you can attack this defense, it is vertically. Their pass defense is 27th in the NFL. They allow 247 per game through the air. This is a seven-point spread, but I do like Washington to keep it competitive this week, so I don't think it's going to be a thing where A.J. doesn't play in the fourth quarter. I think this is a back-and-forth game similar to what we saw in Philly, and I think that A.J. Brown has a couple splash plays, and he goes over 100 again. So pretty easy one here for me, but I've got A.J. Brown over 89.5 receiving yards. It's my first prop. I love it, man. I love it. I think that game in, in Washington, it's going to be very interesting because we saw a lot of fireworks last time around. And with this one, this week, we're seeing the total a little lower. I think it's going to be a little back and forth. We do like, we both like Washington here. I like the AJ Brown call there. With my first prop, um, with my props, I'm going three rushing props over. First one, it's going to be Brees Hall. We're going to the Jets and the Giants. This game is going to be a grindy type game. I think both great game scripts are going to be run heavy. And obviously, as we get deeper into the season, um, especially with quarterbacks that the team is unsure about and with Zach Wilson, they're going to rely on the run game a lot. And especially in a game like this, where I don't think the Jets are going to have to come from behind. They're not going to have to rely on Zach Wilson. Um, the Giants are 16th in the league against the rush. They're allowing around 137 yards a game. I think, again, I think this game script kind of lines up for Brees Hall um, performing well. And so I like that that 71 number. Um, the Giants have allowed one rusher to go over that mark in six out of seven games. And in games where the Jets have won, and if you think the Jets are going to win this game, which I personally do, um, Brees Hall is averaging 114.3 yards a game. And so I really like I really like Brees Hall to have a, have a good game, especially I think both teams are going to be run heavy, like I just said. And so that's going to be my, my first prop. Back to you, Stone. Yeah, I will actually tie what you said right on into my second one because I've got the same exact logic the same exact game. And it's funny, we didn't talk about who we were going to be on before the show. I've got Saquon Barkley, over 69 and a half yards. 
for pretty much the same reason. I like the Giants a little bit more in this game than you do, but I think the same logic applies here where you've got Zach Wilson and Tyrod Taylor. Both coaches are not going to want to put the game in the hands of their quarterback. They've got two stud running backs on each side of the field in this game, and I think they're going to let them battle it out. So I really like your angle with Brees there. I'll go right into Saquon. Over 69.5 rush yards at minus 114. The Jets are 26th in run D. They give up 135 per game, and they're 24th in yards per attempt at 4.4. Saquon's gone over this the last two weeks. He had an injury to start the year, but we've seen the Giants ramp up his workload as he's had 45 carries the last two weeks with 21 for 77 and 24 for 93. I think all he needs to go over this total is probably like 17-ish carries, but I think with the game script, they're a three-point dog, but the total's at 35, so I think it's going to be within a touchdown the whole game. So I don't think there's ever going to be a time where they have to get away from Saquon being the focal point of their offense. I think he gets over 20 carries here. And this is a game where if the Giants win, we all look back and say, yeah, Saquon was the entire offense today. I think he gets close to 100 here. So at 69 and a half, I really like that as my second prop. Love it. Next game, I'm going to go to Nashville, baby. I'm going to the King. Derrick Henry over 62 and a half rushing yards. Uh, I think this is this is a pure game script read for me. Uh, Ten Hills out. They're going to. I, I believe Will Levis is starting. I think the the rumors early in the week were they're kind of going to split time. I think Levis is actually starting. That's correct. And, and everyone knows with a young quarterback, especially a rookie quarterback, and a second rounder, Levis, with all the drama that happened with him at the draft, they're going to rely heavily on what Vrabes trust, and that's the run game. Uh, I think. This is going to be – I think the total is the lowest. I think it's down to 35.5 last time I checked. Could, I yeah, could be it even touched 35 at some points during the week. Yeah, and so I think this tells you that it's going to be a super low-scoring game. Uh, not many fireworks. I think it's going to be run, 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 run for both teams. Um, Derrick Henry's hit this in four out of seven. He's also hit in – he's hit it three times when he's had 14 or more carries. So every time he's had 14 or more carries, he's hit this number. And I think it's – it's the his, the line for his attempts is at 14 and a half. And so I think Vegas sees that kind of volume um, for him this game. And so I feel really good about, about Henry going over 62 and a half. No, I like that. That makes sense. It's it's a, it's pretty similar game script to our Brees and Saquon looks, where it's just like the Titans are going to want to stay in the game with a young quarterback and feed their guy. So I, I like that a lot. My only concern would be, do the Titans reduce his workload if he's going to get traded? But I don't. We haven't we haven't seen too too much. I, I can't world. see, dude. I can't. I mean, I just can't see them trading Derrick Henry mid season. Like obviously they're trying to get rid of like. That contract and he's aging, but like mid-season, the king out of Nashville. I believe I it's know. expiring too, so it's not. Yeah. They could honestly just keep him for the rest of the year and then just let him go on his own right. terms. So right. I don't hate that. Um, no, I, I like that Henry angle. That that makes a lot of sense there. Looking at my third prop, I'm going to go to a guy who's probably been the most underrated um, receiver. I know from a fantasy standpoint, I clicked on him the other day and I was like, wow, this guy's like wide receiver five, I believe it was on the year. That was pretty crazy. And we don't hear about him much because he's on a horrible offense, but I'm going to go to Adam Thielen over 63 and a half. 
Just hear me out. He's gone over in his last four, and he's at 100 yards in three out of his last four games. The Panthers are a three-and-a-half-point dog, so I think this looks towards a negative game script. I know we both like C.J. Stroud to light up the Panthers' defense this week, and so I think that Bryce Young in that offense is going to be throwing the ball for most of the game. Houston's 26th in pass defense in the NFL. They allow 245 yards per game. So if there's a way you can attack this defense, it is through the air. And I think that if Bryce Young's ever going to see a jump during his rookie year, it's going to be off a bye. Historically, when you look at rookie quarterbacks pre and post bye, there's a pretty sizable jump. So I do think we start to see Bryce Young become more competent and consistent as a passer in the second half of this year. So in a neutral game or in a negative game script, with Bryce Young off a bye, getting his top weapon to go over 63.5 when he's had 103 out of four games against a bad pass defense, sign me up. Wow. That's, um, it's gross to look at. When you explain it, obviously, that's a good angle, but. He's been really good. It's been really surprising. Yeah. Adam he's had Thielen. like seven plus catches in five straight games. Like he is clearly their alpha. Wow. Um, all right, next I'm going to go to my boys, the Chicago Bears, playing the primetime game against the Chargers. I'm going to go Roshan Johnson over 30 and a half uh, rushing yards. Look, the, the Bears offensive line has, has found its stride, even with a few injuries. Nate Davis has been out. Braxton Jones, stud, young left tackle has been out. But if you watch their games um, – They've been playing well the last few weeks, especially on offense, and that's because of this offensive line. Tevin Jenkins is back. Um, Darnell Wright has been an absolute study. Took Max Crosby completely out of the game on Sunday. Um, they're second in the league in rushing offense, and they're going to run a ton, especially on early downs. If you watch that game last week with Tyson at quarterback, they ran on first and second down continuously. And I, I understand they kept doing that because they were able to, and the Raiders allowed that. But they're not going to just put Tyson in an empty set and just kind of let him air the ball out. They're going to set up the, the play action all game long. And Roshan Johnson comes back from concussion. I know that is um, something to think about. But he comes back from concussion as the RB2. We saw Deontay Foreman have a huge game last week. He had over 140 yards. And the RB2 last week was Darrington Evans. And if you've never heard of him, I mean, I don't think anybody's ever heard of him besides maybe Bears fans. But uh, last week, Darrington Evans had 14 carries. He only had 48 yards. Um, he had 14 carries as the RB2 in this offense. I think the game script, especially early on, is going to be super similar to last week um like i just said they're setting up play action they're trying to make it easy on tyson they're leaning on the unit of their offense that they believe in which is their run game which is second in the league uh roshan johnson has had five or more carries um three times this year and twice he's went over 30 um i trust this year i think it's also a a part of khalil herbert's out and Roshan Johnson's really the guy. Like the story of Deontay Foreman having a big game last year, last week, it, it's really cool. But Roshan Johnson's the guy they want back there. I think when Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson are both healthy, I think Roshan is who they want as their RB two and their three down back. 
Um, he's a very good blocking back. I think he's going to see the field a lot this Sunday. And if the volume is there for the second running back in this offense, like it was last week for Darrington Evans, who had 14 carries, I think if, if Roshan gets eight to 10 carries, which I think is very likely, um, I think over 30 yards is, is pretty easy. So we'll send it back to you, Stoney. You go ahead and make your selection on the two props you're going to keep. Yeah, quick note on your Roshan take. I, I think that I think that makes sense. Um, I do agree that they want Roshan to be the guy, even even with a healthy Foreman. Like we saw for the first five weeks or whatever it was, like Foreman was a healthy scratch. Or yeah. I don't know if he was a healthy scratch totally, or he just didn't see the field. No, yeah, he was um, a he was a complete healthy scratch. Just yeah, that's what I thought. Because Roshan and Herbert are the two guys that they want to be in control of this backfield. It's just a matter of did he is he been a full participant this week in practice? Do we know? Full participant from okay. Wednesday on. Okay. No, I mean I like that. Um yeah, this is really tough. Um man. I really like do we want to have Saquon and Brees both in the same game? That's a good question. Like it's playing both sides of the fence. But it's also the game script we totally agree on. So it's correct. Yeah, I think this is like a, yeah, it's like a twenty to seventeen, maybe seventeen for like grindy game. It's Tyrod Taylor and Zach Wilson. So yeah. <laughs> I think I think what I'm going to do is I like all three of your pitches. I think if I have concern about any of them, it would be Roshan, just because we don't know exactly where he falls with the depth chart right now. I know he's a full participant. It wouldn't shock me if coming off a concussion, they only get him a couple looks. And there's also the worry that they want to stick to the run early. But if Justin Herbert gets a quick 14-0 lead, they could have to abandon that. So I'm a little concerned with the role and game script. I like all three, but I think if I'm going to push two forward to the parlay, I'm going to take Brees Hall and Derrick Henry's overs. Love it. Love it. I kind of figured that would be the way you lean. Um, I like the rush on take though. I, I when you first said the name, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be interesting." But no, yeah, I, mean, I think it's. I think it's. I, I get why you would play it. I think it's definitely. It's going to come down to the game script. I think it's going to come down to if the Chargers get up early, this take looks bad. But if the Bears even stay around for the first half, which yeah, I, I think I, they will, even if they stay around for the first half, I think this. Uh, this is a great look. It's not a high number. It's yeah. yeah, it's it's just depending on on how you're going to look at the game. Uh for me, this is there's like the <laughs> there's like the obvious choice which just personally I I don't want to like bet on Adam Thielen, but then everything you said it's going to be we think yeah, the Texans are going to handle business. It's like yeah, it's it's true. It's the game script that would fit that. Thielen's been playing well. But at the same time, I don't want to fade AJ Brown. That's the last thing I want to do. And Saquon is pretty much just the same read that I have on Brees Hall. I think it's just kind of about, do you want to have two in the same game? And if you do... Yeah, that's that's, that's the decision we're coming to. Um, let's just do it, man. Let's let's take Saquon and Brees in the same game. We'll, it'll give us a reason to tune into that game. I will knock... And I could be completely wrong on this, and you could be like, I told you so, but... Let's take um, 
let's take Adam Thielen off. Let's rock with AJ Brown and Saquon. Give us give us the odds on what that would be. Yeah. So, quick recap of we'll we'll quickly recap all six, and then I'll tell you the four that made it. So for my three, I had AJ Brown over receiving yards, Adam Thielen over, and Saquon over. You had Derrick Henry over rushing. Brees Hall over rushing and Roshan Johnson over rushing. The four that made it into the final parlay is Saquon Barkley over 69 and a half rushing yards, AJ Brown over 89 and a half receiving yards, Derrick Henry over 62 and a half rushing yards, and Brees Hall over 71 and a half rushing yards. All those odds individual or all those props individually are minus 114. So we love all four spots. If you want to play them separate, and then sprinkle on the parlay, that would be the recommended way to do that. But if you want to have some fun, risk it all. The parlay, if you put those four together, are plus 12, 18. So that would be a nice little payout. I really like it. I think we throw some on it and sweat it out tomorrow, and I will also be playing all four individually. I really like the spots. Let's do it, man. Um, pretty good yeah, odds there for, for a little prop parlay. I will say I went into this week. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be a professional about the way I gamble. The boys were together last weekend. We threw a lot of money on some parlays. We got to dial it back. But, hey, you reeled me in. You you reeled me in. I'm going to throw some some pretty pennies on this one. Um, Any last thoughts on on the props before we get out? No, I think this was good. Let's... um... We're going to try and do this more often. I think it's a pretty easy structure. We get in, we get out. Give three... The other person reels it down to two. I like I like what we did today. Good stuff. All right. So that's it for the Week 8 Prop Show. We'll be back next Tuesday with the Week 8 Recap and the look ahead to Week 9.